Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Structure First Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And if you are... As you were leaving your office or headquarters this week, walking around and looking at the walls and the furniture and the trappings of your emptying offices, you sent people home to work remotely and thought, hmm, our decor is a little late 2000. It's a little swine flu. We need to update this when things get back to normal. We want to have a little more contemporary COVID-19 appeal in our lobbies. You need to have a more bold brand statement made with your buildings and branches because every building and every branch makes a statement and you're thinking yours is saying mm, a little old and outdated give our friends at structure first a call beautiful dynamic bold new spaces that will say exactly what you want to say about your brand hey listen here we are in week two of the whatever we're going to call this thing coronavirus covid19 wuhan flu chinese virus doesn't really matter what we're going to call it we're all dealing with it And earlier this week, there was a very, very interesting post from a very well-known gentleman in the credit union marketplace, so well-known that our friends over at NAFQ named him the Banking Professional of the Year last summer when they had their confab down in New Orleans, which seems like about a million years ago. And I want to read you his post because when when he made it, I have to say that it was... From my perspective, because I, I'm in a way I'm one of the people that he's addressing, I was very interested in this because I thought it was very, very timely and a very, very relevant post, and I, and I told him so. And so this is his post. I'm going to read it verbatim. He says, and this is on LinkedIn, I don't understand some folks, exclamation point. I respect and understand having a job to do, but vendors, in all caps, dot, 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 Unless you can cure the coronavirus or keep my team safe, I am not interested right now. Never sell unless you can solve a problem. I don't know about the rest of you, dot, 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 but the onslaught of solicitations over the past few days has been a real turnoff. Okay, little, little, point, of, little point of clarity. We don't end sentences in prepositions. We will, get the, we will get the sentence diagramming whiteboard out. No, I'm just kidding. That is such a minor point. No, I totally get it. And to be perfectly honest, in a way, he's right. In a way, he is right. When I first responded to this, I was like, well, you know, a lot, and a lot of vendors did respond. Hey, we're all trying to make a living. Now, I, I, and I talked to the – you'll hear me say this in the interview today. We have the other view coming up in the, in the latter part of the show where we're going we're gonna to hear from a vendor who has been making some calls. And, and like me, because of what he does, it's, it's actually been – and I feel a little guilty about this. We had one of our best weeks ever this past week, but that notwithstanding that there are a lot of people hurting out there right now. But if you're a vendor 
or a salesperson that has been gliding through the first quarter, and then all of this stuff hit, and you realized, uh-oh, all of those sales forecasting reports that I've been making up the past few months, now it's real. I better start calling everybody in my Rolodex. Let me give the millennials a, time, a chance to Google Rolodex. And you started bombarding credit union and banking C-level professionals on Monday and Tuesday of this week. That is what we call in musical parlance, hence the name of the show, The Power of Performance. That's the wrong timing. That's the wrong tempo. That's the wrong tone. That's the wrong vibe. Your sales email, your, your cold call is not going to resonate this week. It was the wrong week to call. Now, my initial reaction was, hey, people have to make a living that are vendors too. And I'll admit, I got a little snarky and said some of these banking professionals, um, not John per se, um, but I've I spoke at over 400 credit union events and conferences in the 2000s and in the early uh, 20-teens. I've seen plenty of banking professionals belly up to the bar and the free lunches and fill their conference bags full of pens and coffee cups and assorted swag. And I am a banking customer. Were I to collect for the next year all the unsolicited direct paper mail that comes to my mailbox here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, I could build a paper bridge from New Braunfels to Wuhan, China if I wanted to. So it's that balancing act, and I acknowledge that. Well, this is the, the Structure First Power Performance Podcast Take Two, because this morning when I was recording the podcast, John called me. John Wilkening called me. I had to stop the first recording, and we had a very, very cordial, forthcoming conversation. And he was an absolute gentleman. Um, we both acknowledged that, hey, we were, everyone was kind of stressed out early in the week. I, I took a little, a little minor offense to the use of the word. He, he, he mentioned in one of his uh, comments that he was going to battle every day with his teammates. And he comes from a military family. I, I know he didn't mean anything by it. This is just one of my little personal issues, one of my what they used to call a pet peeve, because I've been in a real battle, and this is not a battle. And he pointed out on the call, you know, the governor of New York is calling it a word. Looks, folks, that words mean things, but that's just my little nitpicky thing, the little joke I made about ending a sentence with the preposition. And you'll hear me in the interview with Tyler. I do the same thing because he, he uses a combative term that I changed to the word challenge. But I want you to know that we had a very, very, almost a 15, 20-minute phone call. He was as kind and forthcoming as he could be. It was like a snapshot in time, like a Norman Rockwell digital moment in time. Google that too, millennials. Because as he answered the, as he called me and I answered the phone, I could hear the dogs in the background barking. I could tell he was working from home. So we were all dealing with new, well, not me, because I've worked from home since the, first, the second Bush administration. We're all dealing with this stuff, and it is stressful. It's stressful for everybody. And you, you, know, you go out in the world today, and you can see the stress on people's faces. Uh, John was very honest and very forthcoming. I'm happy to report um, that the folks at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union are adjusting to this. He says morale is very high. They're getting things worked out. But in his defense and in defense of his post, which was not my initial reaction, this is why – 
talking to people is more important than texting people on LinkedIn. If I write on LinkedIn in comments, you're crazy, you're here, you hear it as you're crazy. But if you talk to me and I say, hey, man, you're crazy, it's a totally different communicative medium. Talking to people voice-to-voice, face-to-face can never be replaced, which is why I hope this crisis swiftly passes, and I don't think any of us will take that stuff for granted any time soon. John has agreed that maybe in the future he'll come on and talk about what it was like at the credit union banking C-level to deal with this rapidly evolving. I mean, think about it. Doesn't Valentine's Day seem like a decade ago? Well, he was very, very kind and very, very nice, and I really appreciate him taking the time to call and discuss this, and he was very, very nice on, on the LinkedIn. Now, like I said, we kind of went down uh, off on a tangent about the word battle. He didn't want to deal with that. Who has time for that? Um, but everything is good, as they say. Everything is copacetic. Couldn't have been more of a gentleman, and um, hopefully we will get him on the show in the near future to talk about all the great things that are happening at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. But hey... After the break, we're going to hear the other side because, again, a lot of the vendors responded to his – I mean, a lot of C-level professionals were like, amen, John, exactly. The same thing is happening to me. I've got a million things going on, and I'm getting phone calls. Listen, in the middle of coronavirus is not the time to call anybody and ask them to consider a core conversion or a new sales and marketing platform. Uh, and in one extent, and what was kind of funny is, is, as we're talking on this call, he was talking about webinars for his, his member owners and his employees. And I said, well, I've been doing a lot of that stuff with my clients, my banking clients, except I use podcasts, which can be more easily shared and more swiftly disseminated. He said, hey, send me an email and we can set up a call. I basically went into a vendor pitch right there on the phone call, and I would be proud to call Notre Dame Federal Credit Union a client at some point in the future. So once again, thank you, John, for your honesty and your candor. He does come from a great military tradition in his family, as do I, so we do have that in common. Hey, after the break, switch gears, and we're going to talk to the vendors, one of our vendors out there that is, again, kind of having a pretty good pretty good week because of what they do. We're going to talk to Tyler Cole from Sendoso. They've got some Beautiful stuff. You see these people that post those pictures on LinkedIn? Look what I got on my first day on the job. And it's this beautiful box that is packaged with, you know, socks and a coffee mug or an iWatch. And it's just beautifully branded. That's what Sendoso does. And it is gorgeous stuff. And of course, if you've got, you know, you're trying to stay in contact with your clients, you want to send them something, you know, nice just to say, hey, we're still there. Sendoso can make that happen. So you're going to hear that interview after the break, and we'll do it all right after this. You're listening to the Structure First Power Performance Podcast, conference quality information without the expense report. Ah, yes, Carl Douglas 
from 1974, Funky China Man, I dare one of you social justice warriors to go up to Carl and tell him anything. Hey, listen, this is the interview we had with Tyler Cole. It was recorded earlier this week, and like I said, this is the vendor point of view on to sell or not to sell. The words on their website say it all. Relationships matter. Man, they really do, especially right now. Hey, the focus in Dosa, they can personalize your sales and marketing outreach. And today we're joined by Tyler Cole. He is the senior account executive at Sendosa. Hey, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jason. Oh, yeah, we're very excited. Yeah. We are violating the 10 or less rule here with the studio audience, but they have all been carefully screened by the staff here at the Structure First Power Performance Podcast. Hey, listen, you had a really interesting post this week out on LinkedIn, and in it you said, our biggest battle or challenge, I've been in a real battle, it's not always the same thing, our biggest challenge (laughs) has always been selling against the status quo. I thought that was very interesting. Tell us what you mean by that or what you meant by that. Yeah, of course. I I think it's a phrase that rings true with almost any industry. Uh, If you've sold for a while, maybe you've walked into that ever-elusive deal where there's the compelling events. Uh, For the other 90% of deals that you've worked, you've probably had to somewhat create that uh, call to action artificially. So uh, I think the most threatening competition to any deal is inaction. I'll happily sell against my competition all day. Uh, If they're looking at my competition, it probably means the prospect's late stage and has significant interest in implementing the type of solution I have to offer. So now it's on me to be better than two or three other people at building my brand's value. Uh, I think it's a whole different ballgame when they're coming to me. I can build that value, but there's just no burning desire to do anything at all. Uh, That may just come from like a lack of awareness or familiarity with inefficiency, but it's just a far more challenging sale in my opinion. Yeah, I totally get that. And this was all, it was all kind of happened in the same time period earlier this week. I saw uh, banking professionals posting on LinkedIn that, oh, we're so tired of vendors calling us. And that was kind of counterbalanced with a post like yours that, hey, you know, people have got to be doing something. In fact, you said in your post that now is the time to be proactive and present an alternate solution. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think this kind of elaborates on my first talking point. Like I said, I hate selling against status quo. Most companies have a general idea of what happens and the type of output they'll see if they stick with status quo. I think with the arrival of COVID-19, we've seen all major events canceled, workers sent home, uh, people are working from home for the first time, and there's a lack of structure to hold them accountable for their typical metrics. Uh, So I guess what I'm saying is staying stagnant no longer has that veil of security to achieve a predictable output. Uh, If I know, if all I know is that by staying stagnant, I'm going to achieve certainly lower numbers and at a rate that's hard to even predict, uh, why would I not have an open mind to the type of solution that may allow me to get in front of these problems? Yeah, I totally get that, too. And I I think right now it's such a I, – I mentioned to somebody on LinkedIn that it's a, it's a balancing act. You know, those of us that are in this world of reaching out to, in my case, banking brands and offering the things that I do and you doing what you do, you, you, you don't want to call, you know, when things are – you know, I don't call people on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. You probably right. don't either. You know, there's, there's a timing 
to all of this, but I I don't think that you know I, I think I might have mentioned in your post you know being in from the military culture we always talked about doing nothing is almost never a good option and you're right we're all dealing with a new selling environment both at the banking brands themselves the way they're interacting with their audience and those of us that you know partner with those banking brands and sell our products and services to them i did want to ask you because a lot of people are talking about it how have you you know tyler cole senior account executive with sendoso changed your approach to selling in the wake of this current covid19 situation yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's all about being thoughtful and conscious of what's going on right now. Uh, sales calls start a lot slower for me. Uh, it's so important to be aware of the types of problems people are facing. Uh, I try to be empathetic and let the prospect or customer dictate the pace of that conversation. Uh, due to the nature of our product, I'm, I'm able to incorporate a lot of thoughtful outreach. Uh, we were a sending platform, so I'm doing things right now like sending Uber Eats and Whole Foods gift cards in my messaging, just offering a small gesture of kindness that lets them know I know what they're dealing with. Uh, my overall value prop, prop has changed too, so um, we're right now we're looking at a way to keep companies engaged through virtual channels. All these people are having these huge events, trade shows canceled. Uh, so, oddly enough, my industry has actually seen an uptick in inbound traffic due to the nature of, like, what we have to offer. Uh, so, we're trying to allow people, like, a thoughtful way to engage customers through direct mail and get things in front of them to their home, even. Um, in terms of, like, those later stage deals, like trying to close things right now, I, I'm not really pushing anything. I think it's a time to build trust and, and show your network kind of true compassion. I think the bottom line to that approach will show in the long run, but, you know, it's not, we can't stop what we're doing. It's not time to push people into a situation they're uncomfortable with, but, but we got to carry on and, and continue to do business. Well, I totally agree. And speaking of business, tell folks, uh, like you said, I'm kind of in the same boat. The, the products and services that I offer being eloquent online are obviously suddenly very in vogue. Uh, when you're not mm -hmm. doing a lot of these in-person, that's how I started Eloquent Online, was to have a backup plan when my professional speaking career inevitably came to an end. I enjoyed traveling for 10 years, but as I'm sure you know, it gets old being in the airport every every week. And after this wine flu canceled two of my spoken sessions, which was a big deal, monetarily speaking, back in 2009, mm -hmm. I realized I needed a backup plan. And so that's when I really took Eloquent Online to the next to the next level. But tell us a bit about Sendoso. Why should people still be paying attention to the great things that you guys offer? What do you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So we coin ourselves as the world's like leading and, and at a time only sending platform. We're dealing with uh, layers of like ideation of, of what should we be sending to prospects, actual like ABM campaigns tailored to like industry or your specific ICP. And then we're fulfilling those orders through our warehouse and we're tracking into like CRMs to uh, trigger that timely follow-up, track the exact ROI of spend on these items versus like pipeline generated. So really in like a, a, a simple way, we're streamlining the ability to be personalized with your prospect and, and put tangible items in front of them. Um, also, of course, finding ways right now to kind of virtually engage people too. So whether that be like virtual happy hours, uh, lunch and learn, mm -hmm. sending people something before a webinar, a coffee to listen to my uh, 
podcast or something thoughtful, just, just something to keep people engaged in that funnel and still provide that personalized experience that we're uh, really lacking right now. Well, that's great stuff. In fact, myself and the studio audience before the show were already engaging in an early morning happy hour. I had to pull my head out of the bowl of tortilla chips just to do the show. <laughs> no, we were not, not going to do that. Hey, folks, if you want to find out more about Sendosa, I've got the website right there embedded in the episode description, a beautiful, elegant website. As always, I do the three-way test on my phone, on the studio monitor, and on my iPad Pro, and it's Gorgeous. Being proactive, challenging the failed status quo, offering an alternative solution, a different way of doing things, this is absolutely the time to do it because I think even after this COVID-19 crisis comes to an end, things are going to be different. Tyler, thank you. Thank you so very kindly for joining us on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jason, and uh, best of luck during a challenging time. Yeah, you too. Great job, folks. Yeah, it was a great job. I'm always a little concerned, however, when the guest has a better radio voice than my own, however. Now, listen, there's a key point in there. There is into the conversation I had with John and the conversation I had with Tyler. There is a difference between waiting and doing nothing. Earlier this week, vendors, now that I've had a chance to listen to both points of view – Monday, Tuesday of this week, probably all of this week, to be perfectly candid, was the time to wait. Doesn't mean you're not doing anything. Now, maybe rethink, like Tyler said, rethink about how you do things. Maybe you approach things differently. Maybe you embrace the concept of an online broadcast or a podcast or you're using video and Zoom for the first time. But loading up C-level banking professionals' inboxes and voicemails with, hey, we'd love to get together soon and talk to you. No one's going to do a data conversion, a credit card change, a sales and marketing platform, a whole new sales and service training program right now. Rethink what you're doing because when all of this is over, the margins at these banks and credit unions are going to be different and if you were charging $10,000 for something last week, you better figure out how to do it for less and take some time and rethink how you're going to inten- intentionally engage your prospects. Honestly, I'm being totally honest here. My guess is there were a lot of, I hate to say this, lazy salespeople out there who had a fire lit under them on Monday when they realized, hey, it's serious now. Check out the link there, Sendoso. Uh, I want to thank Tyler again. Thank you so much for taking some time out of what has to be a busy week for everybody to come on the show. And, of course, thank you, John from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Just had a great call. One more time, I've got to say, I have met so many people in the banking marketplace. You've got so much to say on LinkedIn. You've got so much to say in comments, but will not have a man-to-man conversation or man-to-woman conversation on the phone. It is always better to talk to people. Emailing and texting has its limitations. And I think right now a lot of us are craving that human interaction because doesn't it sound so much better than social 
distancing. So thank you. Um, best of luck to everybody at Sendoso, at all the banks and credit unions across the country that are dealing with these unprecedented events, and of course, to our new friends up at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Whether you're selling or running a banking brand today, play like a champion today. My name is Jason Dyes. You've been listening to the Structure First Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Don't forget you can hear the show by simply asking your smart speaker, play Structure First Power Performance Podcast on TuneIn. And Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Talk to you next week.